You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 57, Yvonne Smink. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. This week on the podcast, we have Dutch pole champion Yvonne Smink. On this episode, we talk about how Yvonne went from rock climber to professional pole dancer. She breaks down the difference between Chinese pole and pole dance and why she chose one over the other. We get real about her experience opening and then having to close her pole dance studio. And we learn all about her life as a jet-setting pole nomad. But before we jump in, just a heads up for anyone listening in real time, I'll be taking the next few weeks off to open my studio, Minx and Muse, here in Austin, Texas, but I will be back in October. But more importantly, let's now jump into our interview with Yvonne. Welcome, Yvonne Smink, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Yay, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. It's uh, early morning here, but I know it's uh, evening for you. I know. So uh, I'm, I'm in the sunshine and, uh, yeah, starting the day. Good way to start the day talking to us. Yeah. We really appreciate yeah, yeah. it. Let's uh, jump on in with the same questions we ask everyone. For how long uh-huh. have you been pole dancing and how did you first discover pole dance? Uh-huh. Um, I have been pole dancing for, I guess, already six years, which felt like a really long time. Um, I discovered pole dancing when I was in a club with a friend. She did a course in pole dancing, and in this club we were dancing, there was a pole, and she was like, hey, want to try this? I'll show you some moves. And I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. And I was drinking, and at one point I was like, okay looks like fun okay let's try it and then uh, I try it and because I'm quite strong because of my sports background I could immediately go upside down and hang around and I was like yes yes." and all night long I wasn't dancing anymore I was just on the pole trying stuff (laughs) yes and yes ever since then I, I I got hooked and tried to do as many pole things as I could yeah Oh my gosh, so this was just like a night out in the middle of a club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, what are yeah. the chances? That's so funny. Like you wouldn't have discovered it if you weren't out partying no, that and night. If I wouldn't have been with that friend that took yeah. the course, because I live in the middle of nowhere in a very tiny little village and there's no pole dance classes around, no studios or anything. So if I wouldn't have been with that friend, I never would have found pole dancing. It's such a strange coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Universe works in crazy ways. What, um, where are you located? Like, uh, in this, yeah. How to explain my village. If you have the Netherlands and there's Amsterdam, a little bit in the north, west, then there is west. Yes. <laughs> then there's my village all the way down in the south, almost on the border of Belgium. So it's like oh. countryside. Gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful. That's cool. So what you said you were involved in sports before. What what kind of sports and what was your, your physical background? Um, I uh, was a wall climber. So oh. we don't have mountains in the Netherlands, but we climbed indoor. I did some competitions I loved it, but I was not very talented in it, but it was my sports. I did it a few times a week. And then my education is an outdoor sport. So I did lots of hiking, rafting, uh, that kind of stuff. So uh, doing it as well as instructing it. So I come from something totally different than Poland. So all my friends were like, what, what, Poland saying you? No, no, because I'm kind of like, you know, not a girly girl, so they didn't yeah. expect that image with me. Yeah, so really funny. Yeah, you're pretty outdoorsy. So no, like yeah. gymnastics or dance or anything like that history. Mm. 
Hmm. No, so I was never a dancer. So when people kind of like mistake me for a dancer, I'm like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I try to, now I try to explore like lots of different dance styles, like break dance, hip hop, a contemporary, wherever I am, I try to take as much classes as I can if I have time. Um, But because I love it, but I just, it never, dance never came into my life. I didn't know I love it. You know, sometimes you, 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 something comes to you and it says, why I was, why I never had this before in my life. Where, where was it? I didn't know about it. And that was with pole dancing with me. I didn't know I am a dancer. I, I didn't know it. Now I, I understand, but just, it came to me. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you just like, did your parents push you in sports and things like that? Is that? They were, they were really free. So I did, what did I do? I did uh, competitive ju- judo. Is this the yeah. English word? Judo. Yeah, judo. Yeah. Uh, I did uh, rugby. 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 Yep. Rugby. Yeah. Yeah. As a team sport. Uh, I did a couple of other things. So it's like, yeah. Oh my God. You were like, Hardcore, yeah, hardcore, yeah, yeah. I still, I still love climbing and being outdoorsy. That's maybe the only thing that I miss about pole dancing that it's always inside. So I'm, a, I love being outside. I love Ooh, it. So business idea, can, uh, outdoor, outdoor pole. I, I would love it. I've been in a camp in Russia once where there were like a lot of pools outside so in the forest so that was really really cool um but other than that i have not been to many places where there's like outdoor pools just because of you know you're very dependent on weather like if it's too hot or too cold or too sweaty or uh, sweaty no sweaty (laughs) too wet wet Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. You have to go to like Bondi Beach where they do it in Australia out, yeah. outside there. I think it's like always beautiful there in my mind. So I guess that's yes. an yes. exception. Sometimes Michelle Shimmy, she yep. posts like picture. I'm like, okay, I want to be there. Yeah. She said it's like right down the street from her studio. I'm so yeah, jealous yeah. of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, okay, so you. You're at this club, you're jamming out on this pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said you're in a small village where there aren't pole classes. So, like, or was there this one studio that your friend went to? Or how did you then, like, get into it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, first, <laughs> so, uh, first, what I what I did was I Googled pole dancing because I was like, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's classes around in my village, so... I Googled it and I found tutorials from Carol Helms. I think you interviewed her as well. Yeah, yeah. I have to sit still. <laughs> um, and I was like, this woman is amazing. She did like, a, you know, the flag. And I was like, so graceful and wow. So the first things I tried were just on a street pole, like looking at my uh, the videos of Carol Helms <laughs> at my house, walking to a street pole, <laughs> like it's the one that says, no pooping for dogs. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Oh and I was my like, gosh! Fireman. Okay, let's let's do this. Uh, so that was. Uh, I am crazy. Your neighbors so, must think yeah, you're bonkers. Yeah, yeah, they they, they must have think yeah, I can lose things. After that, I became to study my uh, my bachelor degree in a bigger city in the Netherlands, in the center of the Netherlands, Utrecht. <laughs> And there I went to a studio to take some classes. Um, after that, I bought my own pole and just started a bunch of trading. Yeah. Nice. So you're just doing it at home after that because you knew you just wanted access to it all the time type of thing. Uh, yes. Yes. And also because, you know, pole dance classes are quite expensive. Yeah. And I was a student. I was like okay, I will, I will just put up a mirror and have this pool in the center of the student house. So it's like a public room. And I had like, no, <laughs> like, guys, I'm sorry, I need the space. <laughs> Did your roommates get into it too? Yeah, they, they tried because they're all of climbers as well, like me. Oh, yeah. So they, were, they, they had fun quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And now it seems to me I've like, 
you know, seeing you dance, I feel like, do you get inspiration from Chinese pole as well? Yeah, I, I really, really love Chinese pole, just the transitions of it, um, the way they move, the way they connect uh, and make combinations. Mm-hmm. I, because I, I, after pole dancing, I was like, so researching Chinese Get down the hole. Yep. I was there. like, <laughs> wow, wow, this is amazing. So when I started pole, I think my, my style was a little bit different than it's now. When I started pole, I really looked at specific like tricks, like flag go out. Oh, this is a cool trick. I want to do this. Then I discover, okay, maybe I want to do this flip. So I just push myself to do this kind of flip. Um, and now I don't train that much, just one combo anymore. I'm more like about transitions. Mm-hmm. And I found out that Chinese pool is also not just about one trick. It's also about transitions, mm-hmm. but because my brain wasn't ready to receive information that I see on this little YouTube video, I was just, okay, this one thing, this one thing, and not connect it together. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a while to get, you know, to understanding what the hell you're supposed to be doing yes. and yes. that yes. it is even a dance movement because sometimes you do just yes. say it like, I want to do this thing. Look, I did this thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Now, like, and I was wondering why, what made you, did it ever occur to you or did you ever consider going into Chinese pole versus like, yeah, yes, yes, I did. Um, at the end, like, I did consider, okay, do I want to be a Chinese pole artist or do I want to be a pole dancer? Yeah. Then in the end, I was thinking, what makes me happy about pole dancing is that it's really, first of all, it's a dance. And second of all, it makes me free to express myself. And that is something that I don't find in Chinese pole as much because it's more, for me, it's more... I love it, but it's more a performance art mm-hmm. and there's, it's not a dance form. Does that make sense yeah. for me? So that's, that's the difference. It's on music. It's built as an act, but it's not about more about for me. Pole dancing is very free. You can go to the, to the floor. You can go up, you can do like theater. You can mix it with whatever you want, but Chinese pole is a little bit more, uh, in the art of performing for me. Mm-hmm. So I found myself more want to do, I want to do weird stuff. I want to do this and this and this. So then pole dance is a little bit more mm, suited for that kind of, does that make sense? I totally. <laughs> like there's more, yeah. there's less limitations in pole, like in yeah, Chinese I mean, pole. Yeah. It sounds like you could train in Chinese pole and get inspiration, yeah. but yeah. you know, you like Definitely. the, the, you can't really go do some floor work or then do like your, some of your yeah. conceptual stuff in yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the funny thing is next week I will teach in a circus in the Netherlands at, in a Chinese pole uh, class, but I will teach pole dancing techniques to them. So I was invited. It's really oh, cool. cool. They invited me to teach uh, whatever pole dancing has to offer uh, towards Chinese pole. So yeah. I made a list of movements. I was like, guys, no worries. I'm not going to ask you to point your toes or anything. But there's like lots of acrobatic floor movements, handstands that we do, transitional pole stuff that can, that can also be used in Chinese pole. Yeah. So I'm really excited to teach Chinese pole people the pole dancing stuff. Yeah. Because usually pole dancing people take from Chinese pole and not the other way around. So yeah, yeah I'm really excited. So for those who don't know, can you just explain to us what the difference is between our pole and Chinese pole in terms of the apparatus? Yeah, sure. So uh, Chinese pole is different from uh, pole dancing pole. First of all, it has a rubber coating. So And this rubber coating has different thicknesses. Like in pole dance, your poles have different thicknesses, different uh, sizes, mm-hmm. so in Chinese pole as well. Oh, cool. Um, so because of this rubber coating, and you are you can actually wear clothes when you do moves, which is cool because it looks uh, optically different if you have no clothes on or if you have yeah. clothes on. Um, so the grip is a little bit different, and you can just do more, for example, different uh, type of drops, uh, different types of dynamic movement that has just a little bit better grip on the hands. So yeah, just the techniques of it are a little bit different than pole dancing. 
Yeah, remember we had Alex Shukin on, and he said he trained a lot on Chinese pole at first, and then he went to perform on a regular pole, and he, like, ripped his skin off doing oh, on the yeah. regular pole because yeah. he was used to – he was bare skins, yeah. and, yeah, yes. there was yes, just yes, – yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So usually in Chinese pole, you also have these be- kind of, like, bandages that you wrap around your uh, stomach and wrap around your uh, elbows. Oh. So you have more layers that protect the skin. So I can imagine because he Alex Shook is crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I see him before. I'm like, uh, yeah. I can totally imagine he rips his skin off. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. different. You have to, you can't do the same thing on. Yes. You have to no. know how they work differently. Oh, yes. well, we're so happy that you chose pole dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did you start? What was your kind of transformation into being a professional are you a professional polar and like you're at that level how did you go yeah. from just being like I'm gonna practice in my dorm room type thing to yeah. uh, I guess I gently flew into it like I didn't decide uh, like I want to be professional pole dancer it kind of like uh, happened to me mm-hmm. um, so one thing that happened, so of course, after I started training, I did some competitions, but I didn't really have an own style. Like I said before, I looked at a YouTube video of Chinese, but oh, I want to do this trick. I want to do this trick. And that's how my performances were. They were <laughs> like strength trick, strength trick, random split, strength trick. <laughs> so not really interesting to watch. Um, <laughs> And then at one moment, um, I participated in a TV show in the Netherlands called Everybody Dance Now. And that's actually the first time when I saw live dance performances because it was not just me doing pole dance, but there were also like hip hop dancers, contemporary dancers. And I saw these dancers and I was like, spark went into my brain like, (laughs) oh my God. I am a dancer. I'm not a tricker. And that's when I, boom, start realizing, okay, I want to explore dance. I want to feel what they are feeling. I want to express myself, how they are expressing, but then with a pole. So that, at that moment, I started to take dance classes and different styles, taking as many inspiration as, as I could. Because I just didn't realize, I didn't realize you could, move your fingers like that. I just, I was like, wow, mind blown. Can I do this with the pole? Can I, what can I do? What can I take? So yeah. after that, when I started exploring dance movement in the pole, I started to create more of an own style, as you can say. Mm-hmm. So I think in 2014, I made a routine, which was still very trick, 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 but a little bit more with an own style to it. And that's when people started noticing okay, you have some skills. Maybe I would like to learn from you. (laughs) So my first workshops, uh, one of my first workshops outside was in Russia, all the way in Siberia. Yeah, so they invited me and I came to teach the Russians. I'm like, guys, why can't I teach you your Russians? (laughs) You know, but um, yeah, ever since then, I started traveling a little, sorry, started traveling a little bit and uh, yeah, teaching. Wow, so... So you, did you teach at a local studio near you at any point or were you just, yeah. you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, maybe the timeline was a little bit different. So, uh, so I participated in this DP then show and of course you, like I had a, another job. I worked with people who are overweight. Like I was a coach to help them slim down. I'm like, drill instructor um, <laughs> scary <laughs> yeah i know and then i also taught in a local pole studio there in the center okay. of the netherlands um and i traveled a little bit yeah and after that i started my own studio which i unfortunately closed now oh. so um you know that's also happened yeah yeah well we'll we'll get to that um 
But first of all, what was the reaction? I'm curious of being on Everybody Dance now was like your country, your countrymen. I don't know why I was just about to call you, call them your countrymen. That's weird. But um, did people like friends, family, just people on the streets, did they recognize you? And like, were they like, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's just uh, uh, only from my village. They knew me. Um, So when uh, when I performed in this TV show, it was the first time that my parents saw me dance. So they never saw me pole dancing oh, before. No so most yeah, so mostly the reaction of my dad and mother just to see me perform and see me do my thing. That was like the most important to me. To me, yeah. yes. And so then in my village, everyone knew that I was this pole dancer girl on TV, and everyone. I wasn't expecting it because, you know, in small villages, people have opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, everyone was so positive. Yes, cool. all the neighbor kids came to me. I saw you on TV. I saw you on TV. And it made me like little pole dancing doll from paper. And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I still have that. Yeah. 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 Just positive responses. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. And like, you know, educating people who wouldn't know even what that is of like, yes. this is a thing that people are doing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So many people say that, you know, we had Stephen Retches on and he did um, one of those shows here in America. And I've had so many people t- say like, that's when I first learned about pool, when I saw him on television doing it. So I bet a lot of people started doing it in the Netherlands and started yes. looking up their pole studios Yes, After yes, it became, yeah, 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 it, they, people really send me messages like, wow, this inspired me, yeah, it was so cool, and after that, like, uh, more pole dancers entered uh, TV shows, and we even had a program called Celebrity Pole Dancing, what? which uh, local celebrities from the Netherlands, like actors, singers, and da-da-da, uh, went to learn pole dance routines, and did battles to each other, so it was no really, really way. cool, so... Yeah, <laughs> so I think we're the only country that had that. Like, it was a small TV show, but still, like, it gained massive popularity. Like, now every city in the Netherlands has a Poland studio where you can go to. So it's really, really cool to see the growth, yeah. especially because Dutch people are really, like, open-minded people. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a lot of stuff that's, you know, legal in my country that's not legal in other countries. So we're very, like, open-minded. Cool. Stuff. Yeah. Chill, chill, folks. <laughs> chill, folks. Yeah. So, okay. So you started, you were teaching, you were working, you start doing these workshops and all this time you're kind of like developing your own personal style. How do you describe your personal style now? Like, where do you think you've landed with that? How to describe a personal style? Uh, Oh, I don't think I know an English word for it. But uh, let's see how, how I would describe myself. I, I would say that I interpret, interpret, interpretive, interpretive mm-hmm. uh, my movement with emotion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so emotional, interpretive. Yes. Yes. I would say my style is like that. At least when I hear emotion in the music, like can be or a vibe. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I try to interpret it with my body in movement, and this movement doesn't have to be dance. It can also be just you know a theater, just a theater performance, like just uh, expressing myself. Maybe not even dancing or moving or just feeling, uh, being with the emotion that comes from outside does that make sense yeah it does it does because um like i'm i'm gonna put a link to your 2016 pole theater oh yeah 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 yeah. france um that that dance someone in the comments when i was i remember watching and i was laughing because they called you an octopus alien that's really spot on for this but you really like took on the movement and owns the movement and yeah. were really um experimental and creative yeah. with what you put thank out you. there yeah. thank you i love that it was one. like i i always stress so much when i make routines mm-hmm. so i um i work really really hard and then when the competition is there i'm like 
so so stressed 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 but for this routine i had just i had fun on stage i was relaxed i felt sexy because usually like i'm not this you know girly girl and it's hard for me to feel sexy you sometimes. had heels on too i had heels on yeah yeah so it was it was in classique so it was my first time competing in classique ah. so i was not expecting anything so they called up my name and i was like me? Is this a joke? <laughs> and then they said, no, 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 you're overall winner. What? Me? Are you? What? Me? <laughs> so yeah, it was really crazy feeling, um, but like so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, so many people have um, cited you on this podcast as being one of one of their favorite at the moment, just because seeing how you and and citing that they saw they saw you transition and they saw you go from being kind of figuring out who you are as a dancer to just living like that in your routine. So it's like kind of cool to witness someone who has the skill, but then like come into themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes it maybe a little bit realistic because, uh, you know, some people like, sometimes I go on YouTube because I like to go back into YouTube to really like all performances, maybe like 2009 performances, 2010 and then just watch back. And if you watch, for example, Ona Kivela, her first routine is like mind blowing. Yeah. Like she was born, she was born amazing for me. <laughs> and you know, if you go back to my first routines, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> what, what is this? Why, why am I doing this? Can someone explain me what is this? <laughs> and um, yeah. So it's cool to see. It's so it's cool to see how, how where you've come from, but it's also interesting to see that some people just boom, they're there. They they were already amazing when they came out of the belly. Yes, <laughs> I bet even Una is critical of herself. We're all our harshest critics, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. you know, I don't know why she would be, but yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You should interview her sometimes. She's a friend of mine. She's awesome. Yeah, okay. I like her a lot. Yeah, you have to now we just have to awkwardly um, tell her that we spoke about it on the podcast. And now she yeah, can't yeah, yeah. say no. <laughs> yeah, 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 you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK, it's done. Pro- I promise, guys, I'll get her on. Um, or and if and if it doesn't happen, um, it's Yvonne's fault because she couldn't talk her into <laughs> it. But <laughs> so I'll, I'll send her a message. She'll do that. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Um, okay, so you are developing your style, you're teaching, you're touring, you're doing all this stuff. At what point do you decide to open a pole studio? Uh, I decided it right after I did the, um, the performance with uh, on television oh. because a lot of people sent me messages like, oh, I want to take your class. Where can I take your class? I was like, okay, sounds like a good moment to open a mm-hmm. studio. So I opened it in a, not my own village, but in a really, really tiny village next to my village. Okay. So it was kind of, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Um, so I opened my studio and I had it for four years. Um, but then recently, like in this past year, I had to decide to close it down, unfortunately, because of financial reasons, because I couldn't, in the four years that I had the studio, I didn't make any money out of it probably because I'm not maybe not the best business owner that there could be because I just started like many other people did a pole in studio because of the passion of pole and not maybe because I'm an excellent person in running you know business which is you know it's hard to admit but it's just reality so yes I had really sad students I had sad feelings with myself like why do you open and why do you close it then four years later when this, you have worked so hard all this effort went into something and it didn't make anything i still see my students when i'm back in my own country i help them with routines and stuff but yeah i just realized okay maybe this is not owning a studio it's just not my thing yeah that's i mean it- no failure don't even see it as that or anything it's just something that you experienced and you got to like provide a lot of people with a place to train and you had a place for you to train but it's good that you realized like that oh wait I do have to make a living off of that and it isn't yes 
Yes. And I always wonder, like, especially when people, you know, like you who own a studio but also have to travel a lot, like that must be. It was crazy. It was. Who watches the studio? Who's teaching your classes? Yes. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I had so I was so lucky to have good friends that helped me out. But it was, you know, you're in another country, you're teaching. Then people would call me, hey, I'm here for class on the door. Where is this teacher? And I'm like, oh, my God, such, you know, it's it's crazy. And I know a few people in the pole dance world that have an own studio and travel. And I'm like, guys, how you manage your life? Because it's so it's insane. Like the amount of work that goes into being a studio owner, people always underestimate it. I know how much work it is, even though my studio is quite small. It is a lot of effort. And then on top traveling and teaching and giving not just your skills, but also your energy. You give your energy to other people in other countries. You have to be present. And then you can't really clone yourself or split yourself or whatever this English word is called. Yeah. You can divide your, your energy into two things. And that was like, yeah, it's wearing you out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you had to choose one or the other. So you chose. Yeah. Close yeah. it down because it's not worth getting yeah. yourself in like a deep financial mess over either. No, so, no, 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 no. Uh, people were very lucky to have it there while, while it was there. And yes. on, on to, to the next thing. So what is, so now you kind of have this freedom where you're not tied to. A studio anymore how does that feel probably yeah it feels good it's just um i travel a lot so now i'm a pole gypsy i live kind of from my suitcase which is kind of cool yeah um yeah so this last year i have been floating around so i've just been going with whatever studio wanted to have me i was like okay i can come so now I'm in I'm in Singapore uh, for three weeks with Milan Pole Dance. That's so it has been really, really cool. Um, I've been to lots of other places in the past year. I've been to Russia, to Europe, to South America, to uh, Australia, to New Zealand. So I just went around and shared. Yeah. So do you just have like, do you even have an apartment in the Netherlands at all? or? I do kind of went back to my parents' place just because of financial That's reasons. what I would do. I'd be like, store my shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Can I put this back in my stuff. old room? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm going to be on the road now. I'm going to Singapore. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah bye. <laughs> Why would you pay for both if you're always on the road? It doesn't make yeah, sense, yeah. you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So I'm always a little bit ashamed, like, okay, I'm 27 and I live with my parents uh, but you really but, like live with the pole community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. They're my yeah. They're my family now. Yeah. So you're like because uh, we talked to Marion Kramp and she kind of has a similar life where she's like, I just accept it. I'm living out of a suitcase for a while, so I don't have that much stuff, and I just kind of follow that. But you have to have the right mindset. Like what? what really is the reality when you're traveling around and doing this? Are you always like, do the owners put you up in their places? And yeah, yeah. Like most 90% of the time I stay at the owner's place, which is actually the nicest thing because if you're in the hotel room, you're just by yourself. But yeah. if you are in the local uh, with the host, it's really nice to interact with people and see how they live, how they feel about pole dance, because everywhere you travel in the world, people have different, you know, opinions, different feelings, different ways, how they see pole dance. So it's really cool to experience that. Um, I live from my suitcase, yes. Um, how to say it? You have to have a right mindset. I agree with my own camp. Uh, you have to accept uh, that you can change situations mm. that you're put into, yes. Uh, when you're traveling, you just you arrive and you accept the country, the climate, the environment, the energy of the people. When you travel to another country, you accept, okay, maybe I have to take shitty planes. I have to cross this. I have to deal with people. I have to... So it's a lot of like different vibes that you get into, but you have to just accept it, suck in. Ooh, and deal with it. Yeah. 
It must make you a much more kind of calm, zen, zen person. Like, this is what is outside of me. I cannot control. I can just control my mindset. Like, I'm sure that that is making you a better human being. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I definitely had to learn that not to panic when I was, you know, in another country with in a language that I don't speak. Yeah. Uh, Having to find something, you know, it's uh, it makes you very, uh, I don't know. Worldwide, we say in the Netherlands, but I'm not yeah. sure if it translates co- correctly. Uh, it made me definitely grow up because yeah. when I still lived in my little village, I never traveled. I never went up to Amsterdam. I was like staying always in the same place. And now I I couldn't imagine it, but now I'm traveling the world. And if you said that to me five years ago, I was like, <laughs> no. okay i'm staying in my own country and now i'm like across, <laughs> across full gypsy. yeah full gypsy that's cool so how do you train like what's your training schedule like do you have to make sure you get that in as your yeah it's uh that's the most one of the most difficult things because training training is really my life like it's all that i do like it's a part of me so when I can't trade, I'm like, ah. so when I arrive to the studio, usually I ask, is there any possibility to train before classes or after classes? And usually I'm an early morning person. Like I wake up like six or six thirty, and I start my day. So um, usually I train before the classes in the studio happens or before there's, you know, a competition that I judge or whatever event that's going on. So at least that I get some training done. So I try to train as much as I can, as much as possible in the country that I am. Yes. What And what's that look like? Like, what's a training session like for you? Uh, my perfect, my perfect, perfect training session, if it's like a perfect day, uh, I would do four hours of training a day. Uh, I know it sounds like a lot, but it doesn't it's not like four hours of one juice yeah it's not four four hours of chinese full movement it's like proper warm-up yeah <laughs> proper warm-ups because uh when you don't have time you you you, you always skip the warm-up you just go like i want to try this thing let's do it and you forget that your body has to kind of and your mind has mm. to wake up um so proper warm-up that takes me so 30 minutes maybe a little bit more uh, then it's not just tricks, tricks, tricks. I also like first floor movement, then floor movement with the pole. Then I start going up, exploring some stuff that I was working on. Then exploring some stuff that I wrote down like, oh, maybe I can try in like this, 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 this. Then I do, you know, conditioning. There's like a cool down. So all that takes four hours, but it's not massively hard, hard, hard part. Running yes. a routine for it's four really hours like, straight or something. No, 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 no. But I like to take time and, you know, take time to feel and take time to explore rather than rushing yourself into hardcore tricks. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. That's cool that you get to like do, because I'm sure you always have either a workshop that you're preparing for as well. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. A performance yes. or something. So you have like yes. something specific that you want to work on, but you want to like yeah. not do that for four hours straight. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes. Because sometimes you're so busy with, you know, preparing, uh, preparing lessons or preparing performances that you forget why you started pole because it becomes such a, such a job. And because I want to keep the feeling that I love pole and I love it because I feel it inside and not because I want to earn money with it. Mm-hmm. I want to keep that trading time for myself to at least to feel and explore and um, uh, improvise. How you say this? Freestyle. Yeah. yeah freestyle. Uh, yeah. Freestyle improvise. So I keep feeling in my mind and in my my heart <laughs> that yeah. is what I want. Yeah. So what are your plans and trajectories moving forward now that you've done the owning the pole studio thing, your kind of gypsy life? Like, what are some things you have your eye on? Yeah, um, 
exciting stuff. Um, I can't say too much about it yet, but I am looking into uh, going into a permanent residency mm-hmm. in another country. Mm-hmm. So I've been, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I've been working on it for quite a while because visas are uh, quite difficult. Mm-hmm. So I still want to keep it on the low if sure. the visa doesn't work out. But because I've now traveled so much, I've seen a lot, I've shared a lot of stuff with other countries, other experiences, and taking that in. So now I think I'm ready to kind of settle down and do a long-term residency in one country and kind of focus on one thing, one group of students, and then build something. That's cool. Well, we're like... We're keeping our fingers crossed for you, and we're going to be following you on social media yeah. so you can announce when something shows yeah, up, when so. it happens. Within the month, yeah. I hope within one month. Ah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, guys, we'll, uh, we'll, follow, we'll follow you on social media, and um, can't wait to see what this exciting thing can yeah. be and where you're coming. Yes. So you're more of like you enjoy the teaching um, more than the performing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I'm more of a teacher. I like performing as well. Um, but let me think. I, I have to say that I don't like competitions that much because I don't really like the uh, competitive part of it. Does that make sense? So I like performing. Okay. I love sharing something that I feel that I work so really, really hard, but just the competitive side of it doesn't, I I don't want to compete with other girls. I just want to share what I have. Does that make sense? It's So I like showcases. I like performing in events or like just doing my thing, but not really comparing an art form to another art form. Mm. Like comparing a Picasso and a Van Gogh, like which one is better? Because they're both they're both beautiful paintings, but my taste is maybe different. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's very well put. I totally respect that. So I'm happy to hear that we can still see you perform. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. No, 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 I'll keep I'll keep going performing. I'll keep doing maybe competitions, but it's just not where, you know, it's not we, I'm not like a really competitive, competitive person. Yeah. You're not trying to be world champion, pole dancer, no, medal. No, that has never, ever been my goal. No, 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 okay. no, no. It just, if you would know me, uh, you know that I'm not that person that, that's like, yes, I want to be number one. I want to be on top. I want to... Uh, like I work hard don't get me wrong I'm like I train a lot (laughs) a lot Uh, but um, being something like a number like being the first it doesn't really mean something it's just it's just a number does that make sense yeah it's just something that's written on a paper it's just a medal but it's not something that says actually about the quality of what you're doing or the thing that you're doing um, uh, where it comes from. Does that make sense? It's just a number. It's just metal. It's just a paper for me. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. It sounds like you challenge yourself and you want to be happy with your own performances and you probably want to be respected by your peers, obviously. Um, And that's probably a a better way that you gauge your success. Yes. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. Um, okay, well, let's jump in um, to the second part of the interview, the questions that everyone is asked on this podcast. So the first being, who is your pole crush? Definitely Marla Fiskin. Ah. I really, yeah, yeah. I think lots of people will mm-hmm. say Marla Fiskin. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, just, I like watching her move, like just <laughs> the way how she she moves. I had the opportunity to train with her once mm-hmm. and after I, I trained with her, I, you know, she just inverts, but it's like, it's like a dance. It's like a, a flow, flowy, flowy, connective animal that goes <laughs> wherever it wants to go. And doesn't really, I don't know. It's just like, I like watching her. Yeah. I like watching it. Sometimes it's like all it is. Like, I, this person's my pole crush because I just yeah. watch them all damn day. And yeah. yeah. That's you can it. Watch 
Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like yeah. When I see her move, she's just so fluid. And uh, when I first started pool, um, how can I say? It? I wasn't I wasn't ready to um, uh, appreciate her as I do now. Does that make sense? Because yes. I started with Chinese pool tricks, which are very different than what she does. So when I watched her for the first time, maybe years and years ago, and I was like, okay, but. Where, where are the tricks, you know? And I, and I was like, no, no, I like these Chinese pole guys more. And after I, I, after I did that division, I understand that I'm a dancer. I started looking at her again. I'm like, okay, it's amazing. Okay, I want to be her. And then, yes, that she became my pole crush ever since. Yeah. That's what's so cool, I think, about being in pole. A lot of us have really evolved our minds about things. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. You I, have to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not at the point to appreciate things sometimes, I think, until you're yes. kind of in it more. Yes. True. Because you don't, uh, how can I say it? Your mind has to develop mm-hmm. into it to appreciate it. Maybe when you first start pool, you see random videos on YouTube. You're like, wow, this is amazing. And then three years later, you're like, okay, it's still amazing. But I like the other thing more where it's like more research and more fluid movement instead of good, good, good tricks. And don't get me wrong. I really love tricks and I really still love watching it. But Marlo's my bull crush. Yeah, yeah, she's a good one to have. And yeah, she is many yeah. people's. And you, as I said before, have been cited as many people's. So, <laughs> and so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? Ooh, it's a difficult question, but I hope, one thing I hope is that we can be a little bit more closer because sometimes I feel when I open my Facebook Sometimes the news feed tells me like, you know, it's like this feeling when I see discussions are like, I created this move and And it makes me feel sometimes that we're growing a little bit apart, like into camps, like pole sports, pole art, pole exotic, and just fighting over stuff that's like not really worth fighting for. Yeah. So I just hope that the community in the next five years can grow a little bit more together. Yeah, people people say that all the time. And like, what what do you think we can do? Do we? Have- I think. Yeah, good question. I think a gathering, maybe, or like just physically being together. Um, but that would be that would be hard because you know not everyone can travel and yeah maybe a Skype jam. <laughs> yeah, even like on social media, like maybe it's how we react to things on social media and don't like maybe stop sharing this stuff when people hate stuff. Maybe stop sharing it or yeah, I don't know. I like ignore it. Yeah, it's difficult to 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 know what can make a community grow together um it's difficult to predict it you know um tough question tough question yeah Yeah. i don't know we can uh maybe we'll we'll if anyone has any suggestions we'll you know we can maybe start a thread with that yeah, like tag, yeah, yeah. tag Yvonne, think- ta- tag me if you have any ideas of like, because so many people when I ask this question say like, say that same thing. In fact, we had Sarah Jade on last week and she said that and it's like, okay, wow, this is a pretty visible thing of so many people are bringing it up. So like, what's the yeah. solution? And rather than yes. just like calling out people for being jerks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. I think because the the problem is, online i think that maybe the salvation is also online so yeah maybe starting a thread even like maybe just a small thing will help to solve the bigger issue about the feelings that people obviously have that are like that they feel they can justify just on facebook throwing up their shit (laughs) so maybe if we just put positive stuff into facebook it will come back to the people and make them feel differently you know you never 
You never know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, I don't think we're saying that this is the solution, but maybe this is one small yeah. step towards, because it seems like everybody wants this. So let's like start thinking of ways. So yes, yes. Let's think about how we do it. Yeah. 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 Um, that's cool. So yeah, that's, that's a great response. Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. Was there anything else you wanted to add to no, that? No, 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 no. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Unity. All she wants is world peace or if not world, world peace, peace. <laughs> pole peace. How about that? <laughs> yes, 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 pole peace. Yeah, that, that's actually a nice ring to it. Nice. Yes, nice hearing. Pole peace. I like it. Yeah, all Yvonne wants is pole peace. So let's, yes. let's see how we can make that happen. That's all yeah. we all want. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to put all your social media, speaking on social media, in the show notes. Um, we, like, What do you have coming up? Where can people catch you if they're not in Singapore right now? Or is it kind of all up in the air with this, with this next big move you got? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I have to stay quiet about that, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm just going to be in the Netherlands for a little while to deal with my visa stuff. So if you want to catch me, I'm in Europe, in the Netherlands. Come see me, come hang out, come jump in the pool with me. Um, and then, yeah, just for my next move, I'm just going to stay quiet and uh, hopefully release in the next month where we're going to be. Awesome, awesome. Um, and so before I let you go, can you leave us with an inspiring message or quote, something to sign off with? Um, I'm not really like a person that has like, uh, like, the message or the ever but um what i would like to share is um don't forget why you start a poll and don't forget how you how it makes you feel because sometimes you know you scroll into facebook you see all these messages maybe you see moves that you want to do that you're not ready for and it makes you feel why am i doing this and then just remember your first try in a poll, maybe like me, you were in a club going <laughs> upside down and it made you feel amazing. And try to remember that feeling and try to feel uh, when you're dancing, uh, why you're dancing and why it made you so happy. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to interject with a little personal experience because I just cool. the other day was like, um on youtube and i was looking at this old video that ivory i hadn't watched in here i think um i think i was doing some promo stuff for sarah jade's episode and i found a video of like you know 90s rock and roll like someone just dancing around the pole real simple stuff a video i had tagged when i first first started and like saved it in, in a playlist like years ago and it like gave me these like warm fuzzies of like oh my yeah. god that's that's what that was like yeah i love that and like i'm so envious of people who will get that for the first time that you know they people still are going to have that experience and it's so cool exactly. so that exactly. that's it is completely dead on like I don't even know if people know like you can actively seek that out maybe just going and looking at things that you used to look at when you first started exactly yeah yes that's exactly what I meant thank you oh you explained it very clearly I just wanted to confirm that yeah yeah, it's like very rejuvenating like ah I forgot that was so amazing (laughs) pole dance is so rad (laughs) yes it is it is (laughs) Yeah. Well, Ivan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It was so fun. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your time in Singapore. And uh, fingers crossed for next big things for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.